0: Welcome back to Stump Stimson and Bryce Brigade with you. And uh, we are just a week away from uh, WBBL 04 starting. And we've got a big weekend. That's what it's been branded. It is eight teams over two days. Going to be a colossal festival of cricket. And one team that will be starring at the brand new City Power Centre at the Junction Oval is, of course, the Melbourne Stars. They'll be taking on the Sydney Sixers. And Bryce, we've been very lucky to be graced by the captain of the Melbourne Stars. She's doing an incredible job. She uh, took over the reins last season and we'll be doing it again this time around. Please welcome to Stumps, Kristen Beams. Beamsy, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm great. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Oh, well, we, uh, we, we, we're absolutely pumped to see how uh, WBBL 04 is starting. But first, I want to start off with, uh, you're recovering from an Achilles injury. Will you be uh, fit and ready and go at uh, the start of next week?
1: yeah it's an old girl's injury. there's no doubt about that so um i it's all going very well. I'm incredibly grateful to the the medical team that we've got. They've done a great job so i'm I'm actually eight months post surgery yesterday, which uh I'm told is a is a pretty good effort and everything's on track here it's uh, it's still a bit of a an unknown it's a bit of a day by day but um and you know, I think for me personally I think you know it's a, it's never a good time to have a a major injury but knowing that uh, the big bash was going to be the light at the end of the tunnel has probably given me that focus over the, the last eight months. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there, um, hopefully as soon as possible.
2: So is that a complete rupture? And also on top of that, um, is it still giving you some, some pain and issues? I know there's a lot of people listening at the moment who wake up in the morning, start <laughs> walking to the bathroom and the Achilles are killing them. So uh, maybe a little insight into, uh, I guess, the background of it.
1: Yeah, look, it was a full rupture and, you know, I did it batting in the, the club semi-final, So it's, it's probably why I say I probably shouldn't bat. I should just worry about bowling leg breaks. But um, it was a pretty unlucky kind of injury to do there. I sort of just turned the ball to square leg, ended up on my backside eyeballing Emma Ingalls, who was keeping for Peran and she said, I think I heard something there. Um, and due to complete embarrassment, I thought, what if this is just like a grade one lower calf? So I got up and batted on it for a little bit longer and... Um, Wow. Just out of pure just out of pure embarrassment. And um then I sort of got off and I said, Oh maybe we should tape it, let's see if I can bowl and um Karen Rolton was coaching EMP at the time and she said, I think you might be cooked here. I think um don't worry about it and so I sort of hobbled in and Doctor and Trevor James said, uh, that's a full rupture. Um, they do, they do the old squeeze test on the calf and I couldn't know what he was looking at and then my foot didn't move at all and he said, That's a that's a full rupture. So went in and I had a wonderful surgeon. He did a he did a great job and the reality is, I think I Walker. I think this is a really good insight into what I'm going to be like in about twenty years' time, or probably even less, probably ten years' time. Sort of, I limp around everywhere. But look, it's all going really well, and you know, I've been running on land now for for nearly four weeks, and you know, starting to feel like a a bit of a normal cricketer. I actually played for EMP's second grade team last week, and sort of walked on and had a bowl and walked off, which I thought also could have been a little insight into to my future as well. I quite like the idea of walking on bowling and then going out and putting my feet up and, <laughs> and watching the girls do their business.
2: Well, you're one tough cookie because uh, being able to continue on with uh, with no Achilles intact uh, is incredible. The, you're one of the trailblazers in um, Australian women's cricket I think uh in bowling leg spinning in the short form of the game particularly T20 and you really set the bar high for a lot of girls to follow why do you think it is that spinners dominate uh women's cricket so much
1: yeah I think I think particularly for for leg spinners I think that anyone who's taking the ball away from the right hander we're we're sort of there's not too many left handers in the comp I think we're seeing more and more come in now but you know I think as a Having being able to take the ball away from the right-hander is is a is an advantage. And I, I think we're also... I think we're seeing the change shift slightly. I think we're seeing girls hitting the ball harder and longer. And, you know, I think people like me are going to take a little bit more tap moving forward. But I think we've probably been blessed in, in that regard. And, um, you know, I think on these nice, hard wickets, I think being able to take some pace off is, is pretty important. And yeah. you know, I think what I love about particularly the Melbourne Stars is the variety we've got. We've actually got four leg spinners, if you... If you break it down, so, um, you know, Katie Mack would uh, probably consider herself part-time, but I'd like to see her bowling a few more leg breaks, but but obviously having Alana King um, and Andreeks joining us this year, it's um, it's a pretty nice problem to have, to have four leg spinners in your team, and we're probably outnumbering the one-off spinner that's going around, so... Uh, Might be a tough challenge for me as a as a captain not to always go to my spin options because I've got a pretty good little pace attack as well. But my heart will always be one of the spinners, I guess.
2: Yeah, I can't tell you what music this is to my ears. Four (laughs) leg spinners in a T20 team. Um, You know, it was 10 years ago that all the coaches around Australia were saying, "Oh, well, leg spinners are finished. Now they're dominating the game." But there's been a few changes at the Melbourne Stars, and uh, the the lineup has changed. Probably. can I say underperform last year? Finish at seventh. Uh, you knocked off the uh, across-town rivals a mm-hmm. couple of times, which was twice, very, twice. very good. <laughs> but um, losing Meg Lanning is a big loss. So how are you going to cover that as a whole group? Um, because it's impossible to cover probably the world's best um, batsman.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, I think you nailed it. Actually, in the in the question is that you know how do you replace Meg Lanning and? Um, it's about a collective effort. And, and that was really what we were on the journey of last year to say that it's, you know, when when you've got the, the best player in the world, I think you're, you're very fortunate and everyone kind of falls in and around and, and plays their role. Um, you know, and, and we saw a shift last year and to say it's, it's actually about anyone on any given day putting their hand up and, and playing a key role for us. And I think for, Pete, for me as a captain, it's about people, people understanding that they've got a role to play and they're important to what we're trying to do and actually supporting them to, to do that and show off their skills. So, you know, I think we're I think we're now starting to, to shape our list in a way to, to give ourselves the best opportunity. I think Lizelle Lee is, is an outstanding player to having the power play and um with that sort of sheer power and um, you know, I think we're we're starting to see a little bit more through the middle order of our of our batting innings and I think that's probably the key. And, you know, I think to the game has probably changed, I think, from BBL02 to to BBL03. I think it was sort of 130 was the average winning score. I think last year, the average winning score would have been more like 140, so um, 150. So, you know, we realise as a playing group that we need to be, we need to be consistently making 150 plus and we need that from an even contribution from our, our batting group and also from our bowlers to be able to do a job if we don't get there. And, I think we've got a little bit more diversity through that that bowling line up now with both pace and spin options. So, being able to to flip things around and we probably last year were we sort of had to settle into a particular style of of play and and probably didn't have as many options. So I think for for us this year the exciting part is having more options with bat and ball and um, and a, and a lot of competition around what's going to be that starting eleven on on game one. So that's a that's a nice place to be with. We've really been up and down as a as a team and it was a disappointing finish for us last year. No Melbourne team has made the finals yet and, and that's something I think both teams are, are looking to tick off. So, you know, we hadn't really beaten the Renegades. We managed to beat them last year, but, you know, we lost to the Sixers and managed to beat them in the first two um, big bashes as well. So we've been a little bit up and down. We're looking for a more consistent performance this year.
0: Well, consistency, as you mention, is uh something that you really do strive for, but uh you really haven't had that many personnel changes too and uh Holly furling who's a uh she did some fantastic stuff up at Brisbane. Uh, we'll now be wearing the green too. So that's only going to bolster the stocks just a little bit. Um, the, the City Power Centre, though, the Junction Oval, mate, we've we've seen what it's done uh, in the JLT games uh, for the men. And it's a, just a tremendous facility. Are you looking forward to getting into that deck as well as, uh, you know, um, going to the other stage, stadiums like the MCG? And I know you go out to Cranbourne as well. But uh, just on that pristine new facility to kick off the season, you must be pretty excited about that.
1: Oh, look, it's, you know, they're calling it the big weekend and it's absolutely going to be that. And, you know, it's a great center, I think, for, for a lot of us that have played a lot of cricket here in Victoria. The Junction Oval was always our home ground. We played very few games at the MCG. So for me, it feels like it's actually a bit of a return home. It's just had a bit of a refurb. So, you know, I think it's a really exciting time for, for cricket here in, in Victoria. And, you know, I think the teams now having stronger performances is only going to grow that around, you know, this city power center, which is which is amazing. So, you know we've really enjoyed being there in the the off season as a victorian team and you know i think from a melbourne stars point of view we want to play some some pretty good cricket at, at that ground and you know no better time to start than than game 1 on on saturday
0: that big weekend is going to be absolutely massive as well but uh, you've got one hell of a, a, let's just say, a baptism by five going up against, first off, the back-to-back champions, and they're going to have uh, Pez back. Alyssa Healy has been in tremendous form, plus uh, girls like Ash Gardner as well in the side. How do you, is it a little bit intimidating, especially when you can, you know, switch on Fox Cricket and Channel 9 and just see the girls just absolutely demolish uh, the best international teams and just think, oh, hang on a second, we've got to play them uh, next weekend. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look I I love it. I think it's a it's always such a great barometer for a team I think to to come up against the best and the the Sydney Sixers for me have been consistently the best team across um each big bash so far and you know they they've got an incredibly talented lineup but if you you want to measure yourselves um, as a group then there's no better team to to be playing against in the first round and um you know we we got a real touch up by them last year and you know I think we probably came into that game you know well prepared but at the same time probably just caught us on the hop and you know I think that was a really good learning experience for us as a as a group to have that sort of experience and you know you get hit for over 200 runs in a in a big bash game and um it certainly hurts so you know I think we'll be we'll be ready to go we've got a, a really good lead in week next week with a with a stack of practice games um against the Renegades and the and the Hobart Hurricanes as well so you know we'll be ready to go come that Saturday and you know I think if if we're able to to get a, a good win against the Sydney Sixers, then you know, it shows that we're well and truly going in the right direction and all the things that we've been working through and, and getting this team together is is all going to plan, which would be great.
0: Well, BMC, uh we, we saw some brilliant um, flashes of uh, excellence last year, so it wasn't all doom and gloom. I mean, you know, even though you did finish seventh, yes, that's not probably where you intended on doing, but there were some great performances there. And uh, one last thing that I'll highlight... Uh, was young Annabelle Sutherland who's back in the squad. I mean she's only 16 and considering the fact that she's only 16 and taking forfers and just demolishing stumps and when I was 16 I could barely get out of bed before 4 p.m. Uh, is just <laughs> <laughs> is remarkable. So you've got some great cattle in there and then you'll be doing some fantastic work this year I've got no doubt.
1: Yeah look Belzie's an outstanding player. I think she's about a foot taller already um, <laughs> since the last big bash so it's exciting and she's She's bowling fast, and you know she's she's actually just mo- for me. She's a wonderful kid, and I think when when someone's a wonderful kid, I think they can anything's possible for them as a player. And we've just seen her go from strength to strength, which is really exciting. And for me, I, it's it's kind of fun to be working with someone like that. It's a it's a bit of an in joke that I'm actually nearly old enough to be Annabelle's mother. So um, <laughs> you know, I think we've we've got pretty nice diversity in the team. So. Um, from a 17-year-old to a 34-year-old, um, you know, I think hopefully we've, we've got the right mix and, and balance and hopefully we can be the, the right support for a, for a girl like Annabelle Sutherland to play her best cricket and I can't wait to see what's possible for her.
0: Well, make sure you get on down to the City Power Centre at the Junction Aval. It's going to be huge. Uh, the big weekend, eight teams, two days. It's going to be a festival atmosphere as well. There'll be bands there as well. Slurpees too. That, that's uh <laughs> That'd be great, actually, uh, just sitting on the junction hill and tucking into a couple of those. Plus, there will be autograph sessions as well, meet and greets too. So it's going to be an absolute great way to kick off the summer. Um, Kristen Beams, thanks for joining us and all the best for BBLO4. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.